Let me tell you about the Zebra, our <clears throat> Blaze sponsor for this half hour. Shopping for a car or home insurance is complicated. You should spend days looking up hundreds of providers, scrolling through thousands of policy options, and getting frustrated. Even then, it's hard to know if you're getting the best price and coverage for your particular needs. That's where the Zebra can help you. The Zebra is the nation's leading insurance comparison site for car and home insurance. So they do all of the shopping and comparing for you. In five minutes, you'll be able to compare quotes from every major insurance provider side by side for free. All from one independent marketplace, the Zebra. It pairs people with insurance companies that's right for them. The average person sa- saves $922 on home and car insurance. Make sure you're paying the least amount of money for the most coverage. It's thezebra.com slash Beck. That's thezebra.com slash Beck. Do it now and save. Radio program begins. Ken Paxton, uh, our attorney general from the great state of Texas, joins us in just a minute. And welcome to the Glenn Beck program. It is Tuesday. Uh, they are asking in the same bistros that, that that the Germans came into in Paris and asked papers, please. They are now asking papers, please, in Paris, going table to table in restaurants, police. It, this is insanity that has to stop. Now. We have a few people that are actually uh, standing up. We have the great state of Texas here that is uh, standing up against these little mini dictators. We have Ken Paxton joining us in a few minutes, and he's going to be announcing uh, something they're going to do today. Um, and uh, we he'll, he'll tell us about that. Also, a judge here in Texas said the state police could not pick up the legislators. This is This is part of the law here. If you are not showing up intentionally to slow down the process, you can be picked up within the state boundaries by state patrol or the rangers and brought, not arrested, brought to the Capitol, to the chambers, so you will do your job. That's law here in Texas. But a judge said, no, no, you can't apply that law. We talked to Ken Paxton about that and more in 60 seconds. Let me tell you a little bit about American financing. Uh, Diane wrote to me about her experience. She says, I'm a realtor of 34 years, and this was my personal refinance loan, which went really smoothly. (laughs) Weekly updates were great. Knowing where the process was on a daily basis through the website was great. I could look at it at any time. Best of all, I'm saving about $400 a month on payments. American financing. Glenn, thank you for turning me on to it. Diane, you're welcome. Uh, Many, many people across the country are discovering 
what it's like to be a little more financially free just from um, refining your mortgage or doing a consolidation loan through American financing. I want you to call. Uh, the number is 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Welcome to the program, Attorney General from the great state of Texas, Ken Paxton. Ken, how are you, sir? Well, you know, days are pretty interesting these days, uh, Glenn. Today, today's going to be interesting. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, they're, they're all interesting. As you can see, just what's going on in Texas, it's uh, it's uh, every day is a new challenge. Yeah, it is. Uh, Texas is under fire today um, because of uh, the hospital situation here. It is not an emergency, but we have uh, hospitals that are firing people if they don't want to take the vaccine, and we could use a few extra nurses. I understand. And so run-of-the-mill uh, request from the, uh, the governor is now being distorted as uh, that the, there's a massive uh, problem with the hospital system here in Texas, which is not true. Well, you're right about that. And, and the problems that we are having as it relates to COVID, oddly enough, as you watch the border being uh, pushed by thousands and thousands of people, potentially with COVID, uh, I think we lost him. ...in the country, given the fact that the Biden administration is allowing so many people in our country with COVID. Yeah, it is. Uh, Texas is overrun um, at the border. And, uh, I mean, small little teeny towns are having to put COVID tents up. These people are just dumped into their city by the federal government. And uh, they're just putting up little tents because they don't know what else to do. It's absolutely no, it- out of control. It's not, you know, what's amazing is that they are busing people around the country and just dropping them off. I know for a fact, I was talking to some police officers in Dallas, and they said that these buses showed up in Dallas and just dumped a couple hundred people out of buses, and they just wandered around the streets, and that was it. They were let go. That's how it's being done. Okay. Um, There's a couple of things. First of all, um, I had a uh, county commissioner on last week. Uh, and he was talking about a, a um, commissioner's court and a judge in a commissioner's court. It's, it's weird when you hear court everywhere else but Texas, you think of an actual court. But that's not what this is, right? That's correct. This is, a, this is like a city council for a county. So it's not – there are a few counties in Texas that don't have a, enough court, so they act as a judge. But for the most part in these large counties – a county commissioner's court or a county judge is not a, not really a you know judicial position. It's more of a management or a city council type position. Okay, and this quote unquote judge made a ruling against a commissioner and forced him to leave, even though he was vaccinated because he wasn't wearing a mask. That is exactly what happened, and uh, of course we have a, an executive order from the governor who's acting under. Uh, his power uh, called the Disaster Relief Act, where he said, hey, you can't require a mask. And that is completely in violation of state law, what that commissioner did. So what are you doing about it today? So in the next, I think, hour or so, we're going to file to intervene in, in his case because he's already got litigation going. Um, and we're going to try to stop what we would consider illegal by uh, this county county judge. 
And uh, I doubt he's going to take it uh, well. He, he has been on Twitter just saying, you know, you got to mask up. We got to get ahead of this. We have to stop all this madness, yada, yada. But um, the county commissioner he kicked out, he was already vaccinated. So, well, and here, go ahead. Here's the, here's the deal, Glenn. Um, you know, we're, these guys are supposed to act under under law. And he doesn't like the current law. He needs to, like, lobby the legislature to change it, not decide for himself, hey, I run this county. I do what I want. I don't follow anybody's other laws because I'm the county judge. That's effectively what this guy is doing. He, and look, he, if he's right, he's right. He, he can go lobby and, and, and get try to get the changes. But he can't unilaterally just make up his own law. And that's sort of the attitude of a lot of these, uh, these elected officials. These days. They can do whatever they want. Uh, do you expect him to? Do you expect this to go through here, or is is he going to fold? No, I think he likes the media coverage. He's not going to win. I'm pretty sure he knows he's not going to win. If the law matters, he has no chance. We've won these battles before. This is deja vu all over again for us. So, so we're, we're pretty, we're very confident we're going to win. I think he's doing it for media coverage. But you just said, you know, if the law matters. I have to tell you, and I can't speak for Texas uh, because Texas is, you know, there's a few states that are are bucking the system, but it doesn't seem like the law matters anymore. To many Americans, the law doesn't matter anymore. Well, I think uh, Obama set this up, you know, when he was president, he ignored federal law, didn't work through Congress, made up his own executive orders, uh, had agencies make up the law and just thumbed his nose at laws and we had to assume we were very successful doing that but i think he set sort of the mindset for a lot of democrat particularly democratic elected officials i don't have to follow a law either if president obama doesn't do why don't i might i might adopt the same approach so that's kind of the approach that you're seeing by mayors by county judges by elected officials all over the country who just say what why should i have to follow like consume me what does it cost me they have no personal risk well but you have you have more than that now firing somebody for their health conditions against the law. It's not being enforced. Questioning somebody about their medical information is against the law, not being enforced. The CDC eviction uh, moratorium, unconstitutional. Everybody admits that, uh, but nobody's going to stop it. Using um, any method to coerce someone into taking an experimental drug against the Nuremberg Code, but it doesn't matter. I mean... When does this end? Well, I mean, this is why we're in the fight. I mean, we can't take on every battle around the country, but we can certainly fight the fights that we have in Texas. And this is this is today. This is a fight we have. But we have, you know, we've got thousands of fights going on, and these these occur almost every day in my office, where, where we have to pick among a number of choices of which battle mm. can we go fight. Uh, and how are we fighting at the border, Ken? What is the latest on that? So that's another, you know, long battle for us because we've we've got six lawsuits as it relates to the border. You know, the governor issued his executive order where he said, hey, if there are people being transported that are illegal, they need to be sent back to the border, which is, in my mind, you know, perfectly normal. And you'd expect a governor to try to protect his state from the spread of COVID from the border and the crime that's associated with that. And yet we were uh, sued by the federal government for trying to protect our state in a way that the federal government. Wait, uh, wait, you're breaking up. You, you said uh, you've been accused of uh, of breaking the law, I guess, the federal law. Yeah. 
Yeah, so th- there's this idea under this U.S. Supreme Court case, U.S. v. Arizona, that because the federal government has is is uh, has has statutes providing them authority over immigration, that the states still can't protect themselves if the federal Correct. government doesn't. I just don't think that's correct understanding of what the law is. How can it possibly be that a state has to sit by while the federal government ignores the law and allows great harm to the citizens of that state? I can't believe that the governor has to sit by and let that happen. This is the old Constitution is not a suicide pact. Right. It's just not that cannot be the right interpretation of the law or the Constitution. And we're fighting that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we're, we'll fight that to the, probably the U.S. Supreme Court. Good, good. Uh, Ken, thank you very much. Appreciate it. God bless. Absolutely. You bet. You. Uh, there is a lot going on today that you need to be aware of. I'm going to give you a story here. Look, give me one minute um, and uh, just give me one minute to, to give, tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's, it's Built Bar. The old movie tagline goes, being in love means never having to say you're sorry. Well, it's official. I am in love with built bars and i'm not sorry for it uh in any way shape or form uh because you're supposed to be eating things that are good for you and that's not supposed to taste good but built bar it is a candy bar it's truly i don't know how they make it 100 percent real chocolate it's a protein bar i guess nobody told them that protein bars suck um but it comes with loaf uh uh uh, high fiber, high protein, low carb, low calorie. They're like 130. I think the biggest, I think is 180 calories. It was the worst one I've seen. Um, and like four uh, net carbs. It's really, really good. Um, there are nine different flavors, plus a, a new one thrown in here and there. Just uh, try them out. Try the mix box if you haven't had any, and then pick your favorites, and you can buy them by the box like that. It's built.com. Built.com. Use the promo code BEC15. Get 15% off your next order. It's built.com. Promo code BEC15. 10 seconds. Station ID. Hello, Pat. Welcome to Pat Hello, Gray. Glenn. Been filling in for <clears throat> Stu, uh, who returns, I think, tomorrow, doesn't he? I believe he does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, all good things have to come to an end. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I know. I know. Um, I want to. I want to. I want to rephrase something in your mind. I want you to start thinking. You know, we've all said, "What does this bill have to do with infrastructure?" Right? It's mm-hmm. not an infrastructure bill. Yes, it is. I, this occurred to me yesterday. <clears throat> It is an infrastructure bill, and they're telling us they are building infrastructure. When you see this bill and you see all these unrelated things, Donald Trump said this uh, the other day. It is the beginning of the Green New Deal. Um, It is, and so much more. It is the infrastructure of state control. In this bill, it cannot pass. Every Republican needs to vote against this infrastructure bill. Um, it has too many things in it that uh, are pieces of an engine. Remember when we we told you, gosh, this is back in 2008. They are building something piece by piece and mm-hmm. you don't notice it because it's coming in the lunchbox and it's coming in a pocket and it's coming, you know, uh, in bits and pieces. And you just look at all these pieces and you're like, I don't even know what those are for. Well, they do. And once they get all of the pieces, then they start to assemble. This is 
an infrastructure bill that will give the pieces uh, that are needed to build a state that you don't want to be a part of. Now, this is going on, and we've told you about the Great Reset, and we've told you about uh, some of the people that are um, involved in the Great Reset, and it's just not a coincidence. If you look at one of the players that is now in our Treasury Department, uh, they are the economic advisors of the Treasury, of the President, and the Vice President uh, Office. They are the ones telling us which way to go, I guess. Uh, it is BlackRock. BlackRock makes... Um, uh, what's the name of that investment bank in, uh, in New York that we've always said was the evil one? Dick Cheney and... Uh, uh, you know what I mean? Yes. Okay. So anyway, um, it makes them look like poppers. Goldman it, Sachs. Goldman Sachs. It really makes them look like poppers. Uh, BlackRock is massive. And let me give you just a, a quick look. They started in 2000 or no, sorry, in 1988. In 1988, it was founded by 1999. It had $1.65 billion dollars. Uh, to invest 165 billion dollars to invest in 2007 it it had grown a bit it's uh, 1.2 trillion dollars to invest last year last year it was 7.3 trillion dollars to invest this year it is 9.5 trillion dollars a year well blackrock just announced in the wall street journal that they've hit a new milestone. They've just won um, approval from Chinese regulators to begin operations as a wholly owned mutual fund business in China. No one has this. Hunter Biden was the first one to get anything like this with the Chinese. So now they can start selling funds to individual investors in China before the end of the year. Okay, Um, these are the people that are behind the Green New Deal. These are the people that are behind uh, the Great Reset. These are the people at $9.5 trillion in investment. Between their investments and the investments that they are related to, uh, they manage about $30 trillion dollars. $30 trillion. So, you know, all Mm. the money on earth today is 50 trillion. So they have Mm. their fingers in $30 trillion. These are the people that are uh, wagging the dog. These are the ones that have the real power and that are setting the course for us. It is a very, very dangerous uh, precedent to send. And to set, we are also at the same time, as I said to Ken Paxton just a minute ago, at the same time, we are not a nation of laws anymore. We are the laws are not being followed. When does this stop? The moment we decide that it stops. The moment that we stand up, the people in Paris right now, do you have the video of Paris? 
Here they are in Paris. Um, the police outside asking for papers. Digital papers, but papers nonetheless. Yeah, Making show sure me, people are vaccinated. Show me your ID. Show yeah. me your ID. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not a good precedent to set. And it's shocking to me that the people of Paris, of all people, aren't immediately ruffled by someone say, papers, please. But I guess, you know, we all have to do our part. Yeah, without losing our liberties. Yes, we all have to do our part without losing our liberties. In New York, some restaurants are saying, I'm not going to ask people for their papers. Those restaurants are going to be shut down. They're, they're being asked now, you have to turn away people. Now, these are struggling restaurants. You have to turn people away if they're not vaccinated. Or you have to have a completely walled-in, glassed-in section for the unvaccinated. Now, how are they going to afford that? Yeah, nobody's going to do that. Nobody's going to do that. And so, you know, now I, I don't know anybody would have seen this coming. But now in New York, there's a new black market for vac- vaccine passports. They are now starting to develop a black market for fake vaccine passports for New York City. Gee, <laughs> I didn't see that coming at all. What, what's up with that? Montana did an interesting thing at the uh, at the Daily Gazette. They said, uh, here's here's what they look like. Here's what the official passports look like so that you can obey the law. <laughs> oh, they're just eh, clandestinely showing people that, OK, here's how you fake it. And that's what's I think there's going to be a huge black market for the well yeah the and then, then that will have to be because the, there's a black market for it then we'll go to high tech yeah. and we'll say to high tech we need something that nobody can uh forge right and if they do you catch them with tech and we just rope in high tech to be new police officers what if we had people implant something in their forehead or maybe their wrist and then you just scanned it and that'd give you all the information wow. right there. Wow, that's a really yeah. good idea. Yeah. You know, did, did you know that uh, American Express just came out with something for your wrist that you could scan? Did they? Yeah. I think Prada makes it. It's very nice. Wow. But you can get a little... It's so convenient. It is. Right? We know where everybody is. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, without the guy standing there pointing a gun at you and asking if he could uh, pretty please just take your wallet for a short time, it's it's hard to believe that cybercrime is going to play a role um, in your life. But it does. You are going to find yourself at some point in a world of possibly financial hurt when they come in and they take everything from you and you don't even know that they were even there or in the room until it's too late. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. And every day we put our information at risk on the Internet. And that's why um, cybercriminals are doing so well right now. 
LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats, and they work with you to fix the problem if your data ends up getting compromised. That's because nobody can protect everything. But LifeLock is the best in the business. You can right now save 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com with promo code BACK. It's 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com and use the promo code BACK. Save 25% off now. Glenn Beck, Stu Bergier, Stephen Crowder, Dave Rubin, and me, Pat Gray. Listen to all your favorite conservative voices at blazetv.com. Use the promo code Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck program. I, I want to play something that I heard from Fauci on Sunday um, about freedom and see if this feels right to you listen well i'm very concerned chuck that we're going to see another surge related to that rally i mean to me it's 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 understandable that people want to do the kinds of things they want to do they want their freedom to do that but there comes a time when you're dealing with a public health crisis that could involve you your family and everyone else that something supersedes that need to do exactly mm-hmm. what you want to do. I mean, you're going to ultimately be able to do that in the future, but let's when? get Stop. this. Pan- See, this, this is the thing. I bought this when it was 15 days to flatten the curve. I don't buy this now. You'll eventually, eventually in the future, be able to, you are violating so many God-given rights in the last year, year and a half. I can't even begin to count them. And I'm sorry, there comes a point when common sense starts to play a role, when we as individuals have to make the choice. And most people don't want to make the choice. They don't want to take responsibility for their own actions because they think, I think, they feel like maybe there's something holding them back or maybe they're going to fail or maybe they're not good enough or not smart enough or whatever. And so they never actually really truly apply freedom. I want to play something from, uh, I want to play something from a guy that was on my Friday night exclusive uh, on blaze TV. And I was, I was talking to him um, about, I think Disney and we're having a great conversation and he throws this in in the middle. I want you to listen. I had a breakthrough moment like that as well uh, on the show. My father was homeless, uh, crack addict, mm. and um, he pulled down our family for years. And uh, it was something that I had to overcome. And I explained it through the show. And I was something that I kind of hid for many, many years. When you're around kind of successful people, they you tend to think that they're going to judge you on things. And I kept that quiet for a, quite some time. I was, I don't know if it was embarrassment or, or what it was, but I, I came to a point to where I said, you know what, I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to release this for myself. And I did. And, uh, it and was it's, like, it's the most American thing you can do. You know, I have a friend uh, who works here. He's Scottish. And uh, the the people over in uh, Great Britain, they drop the C word all the time. Like it's no big deal. Over here, you don't use the C word. Over there, it means something entirely different. 
so I'm used to just you know hearing things from 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 him, uh, and I'm like, yeah, 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 sh- 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 keep that one down, keep that to yourself. <laughs> and at one point, I said to him, "You're just a bastard," and he went, "Excuse me." That's offensive over there in ways we don't mean it here. What we mean is you're just a you're just a jerk. Uh, you know, you're a, mm-hmm. you're a pain in my ass over there. It actually means you are not born legitimately. And in Europe, that still matters. That still matters. You have to be born of the right family in the right place, the right time with the right connections. That's what made us different. It's the most American thing to be able to say, I had nothing. I came from parents that gave me nothing. I came from a bad household. I, I came, I had no connections. I have, you know, look at how they're saying now. If you're a self-educated man, you can't listen to them. They're not educated. Excuse me? I may not have a fancy degree from a fancy school that you went to, but come on, let's bring it on. Let's see who let's see who really is the imbecile. I can hold my own. I may not have your fancy education, but I don't care. I don't care. This used to be a badge of honor. My grandfather, my grandfather had a third grade education. He was embarrassed and I never knew it my entire life until recently, like maybe 15 years ago. My grandfather couldn't read. He couldn't read. But he was a shop steward uh, at, uh, at Boeing. He was, the, he was a, a machinist that would make the most elaborate parts. If there was something that was really hard to make, that they were making at the very beginning, just trying something, he was the guy they called on. He couldn't read. They didn't even know he couldn't read. Why are we wearing these things and, and letting people tell us that we can't make it. I am so sick and tired of the lies that someone is keeping you down, that you can't make it, that you need somebody in Washington, D.C. to clear the path for you. That's a lie, and you need to know it. Every single one of us have setbacks. Some people's setbacks are being cursed with money, being cursed with too much as kids. Believe it or not. Oh, I'd like to have that as a problem. I wouldn't. We all have trouble. But what is it that has happened to you to convince you that you'll never make it? For the next few days, I want to every day. Talk to people on the phone. Just you average people just like you. Who have made it against even the most unspeakable odds. Now, making it does not mean you're rich, but you consider yourself a success because you've you've you're living a life you want to live. You're on the path that you want to be. We're the only species. There's nothing else in creation 
that gets to self-determine where you're going. Nothing else. No animals. Nothing in space. Nothing. Nothing that we know of is self-determining. Except you. Wow, what a special gift. And someone wants to take that away from you? And we're letting them take that away from us? Excuse me. That is the most precious gift. That is, that is so rare. You're taking my gold, my silver. Here, have it. Don't you dare touch my right to determine where I'm going to go in life. Don't you dare put a, a lid on me. I want to talk to people who have had problems today. You grew up in a bad family. I mean, this guy, this, this, the guy just played, he is the host of Red Pilled America. He is wildly successful now. My dad was a crack addict, and I never wanted to admit it, and it was holding me back. Admit it, man. Where it is a badge of honor. I beat that. In every other country on earth, people would say, oh, his family, they were crack addicts. You can't trust him. Not here. Not here. At least not yet. But we are moving to that place to where if you don't have a life passport, if you're not in with the right people, you're doomed. If you don't have the right opinion, you don't have the right uh, outlook. You aren't um, saving the planet in exactly all of the ways somebody else has determined for you. Then you can't make it. Holy cow, we better not lose this. It is the only thing that we have as humans that is unique. My number is 888-727-BECK. I've left the entire hour open for next hour. I want to hear from you if you are somebody that has beaten the odds. Today, I want to focus on people that have had nothing. You've come from nothing. Maybe you were, I have a good friend who is one of the most decent guys I know and somebody who's a role model for my son. This guy, he was, a, he was uh, abandoned by his uh, drug-addled mom and dad. Crack addicts. Abandoned. Went into foster home after foster home. Was beaten. Was left in closets for a while to be punished. Horrible. Ran away at 13. The foster parents didn't report that he had run away because they wanted the money. That's the only reason why they were taking foster kids. They wanted the money. He ran away. He lived He lived in a, a, a little uh, house. He couldn't afford anything. He and his sister, they were working 13 years old. Working. Got a little place to stay. They did, couldn't afford electricity or heat or anything else, so they slept in front mm. of the gas stove. They opened up the stove and lit it and slept on the, on the uh, kitchen floor in front of the stove. He did that for years. He got into a gang, saw one of his best friends shot and went, I don't want that. So started looking for people that made it. Started looking at people who he's like, that's a good guy. 
How did he get there? What did he do? He's now successful. I think he's about to start his own business. He's happy. And he's a role model. Don't come whining to me that you can't make it. Who has that life story? America needs to hear your life story today. Tell me, where did you come from? Where are you? America is either what we think it is or it's not. We'll know when we hear people testify. Remember, the word testify has test in it. Tell me about your test and testify about what's going on in America today. The real thing that you can make it. 888-727-BECK. All right. Some people just want to watch the world burn. Uh, the rest of us just really want a good night's sleep. Really. I mean, that's all we that's all we want. I mean, setting fires on the whole world. Boy, it seems like such a hassle. Have you tried a little more sleep? Um, Mike Lindell is the guy for the job to help you with your sleep. He's been perfecting people's sleep, including mine, for years. His products never disappoint, from the now uh, famous MyPillow to the incredibly comfortable mattress topper to the soft cotton Giza Dream Sheets, which is just, they are so great. The Giza Dream Sheets, by the way, on sale for a limited time, 50% off with the promo code Beck. They're made with Giza cotton. Uh, I think the Kings are, I, I don't quote me on this, but I think they're like 110 or something like that. So you're getting half off. You're getting the softest cotton in the world. Great sheets that get softer every time you use them and wash them. They're extremely durable. I have, I've had my set year and a half maybe a year and i love them just love them my pillow products come in with a 60-day money-back guarantee so it's not everything that you thought it would be or not everything that i say it is then just return them mypillow.com click on the new radio listener specials to get the giza dream sheets for as low as 49.99 with promo code beck promo code beck mypillow.com tomorrow night on glenn tv there's a movement for freedom underway in Cuba, a demand to end the dictatorship. But the American left says the Cuban suffering is our fault. Glenn debunks the lies and asks Big Tech, where's your love of democracy now? What can Americans do to help? Watch Cuban Spring, debunking the left's lies about hashtag SOS Cuba. Tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. When I was a kid growing up in uh, the Pacific Northwest, I remember these absolute freaks that uh, wanted to be uh, part of Cascadia. Uh, Cascadia is uh, named after the Cascade Mountains. And so it was Idaho, uh, parts of parts of Idaho, um, parts of uh, Oregon and Washington State. And they wanted to be free from all of this oppression and, uh, you know, live with the trees and hug them and, and whatever. Um, that, that spirit is alive and well, uh, apparently still, especially in Portland, Oregon, uh, and the state of Washington or state of Oregon has gone insane. Yeah. Uh, Oregon's governor just signed a new law allowing students to graduate without proving they can read, write, or do math. Now you might think, well, why would they do that? What's the point of school then? 
Well, uh, they expect that uh, this will benefit Oregon's black, Latino, Latina, Latinx, indigenous, Asian, Pacific Islander, tribal, and students of color. What? Are you saying that all of these groups can't read, write, or do math? Or they can't be expected to learn? You talk about the soft uh, racism of low expectations. Oh no, this is this, this is, is just flat out no. hardcore racism. This is this hardcore. is this is akin to slave owners. Yeah, this is what slave owners did. Right. What I mean, this is what the Taliban does to girls. Mm. What do you make sure that they can't do? You'd never send them to school because you don't want girls reading or writing. Because once they can read and write, they understand that they have power, that they cannot easily be manipulated. This is absolutely a slave owner's handbook, what's happening in uh, Oregon. And anyone in a minority community that doesn't stand up against this, you, you, you you need to talk to somebody outside of your average circles if this is what they're telling you is right this is insanity and extraordinarily dangerous for every minority if you can graduate without learning how to read or write what future do you have do you think you're going to help make the policies for the next generation not not a chance in hell This is the Glenn Beck Program. When you want to do something about uh, losing your hair, I want you to think about Keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com. Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of the competitors online. What they do is they help you not lose your hair. Um, All you have to do is go online, take a couple of pictures of your head. um, You send it in. The doctors there look at it. Um, and then they figure out which one is the right, uh, you know, medicine for you. And they send it right directly to your house. You don't have to leave your house uh, to do this. Oh, it's perfect for COVID. Isn't it great? Here's what's great about it. Um, it's easy to do. And uh, it's all online. And it's cheap. Right now, you can save 50% off your first order of hair loss treatments. It's keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash save. Keeps dot com slash save. All right. Next, we go to the phones. Uh, I want to hear some American success stories. People who have made it despite the odds. Next. week i want to spend an hour with you on the phone every day and i just want to hear the stories of success and i don't mean that you're you know rich and famous and all that that's not success i'm so tired of the lies that something or someone or a statue is oppressing you and can't is keeping you down and you just can't make it 
I'm sick of the lies of telling our children that you can't make it without certain people in Washington, D.C. to clear the path. That is against everything the United States of America, our Constitution, and our Declaration of Independence state. And if that is true, that you need somebody in Washington to be able to make things right for you, then we are no longer America. And I'm sick and tired of hearing all of the people and all of the stories about how they're just so oppressed. Could we just hear some stories this week from you, average citizens, the success stories of this nation, people who today I want to focus on people who have had a lousy childhood one way or another. Doesn't mean your folks beat you. I mean, it could be they were crack addicts, could be that they beat you, abandoned you, whatever. But it could be I just had, I had nothing going in. I had nothing going in. And now I'm pursuing my dreams. I want to hear the success stories of America from you. 888-727-BECK is the phone number. We begin with your phone call in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. So we've gotten to this really interesting place in, in our history as America. By the way, Tucker Carlson's going to be our guest tomorrow at this time. You don't want to miss it. Um, we're in this place here in American history where our technology is so amazing. We can literally choose between businesses that connect us to each other and the entire world. So given that you have a choice now, let me ask you this. Why stay with big mobile companies like Verizon when they actively promote and donate to leftist causes like Planned Parenthood, where they are actually working with their own you know, money and you can do whatever you want with your money. I just don't want to give you some of mine so you have more to give to causes like Planned Parenthood. They're working on causes that you are against. It's time to stop it. Make the switch now because we don't need them. There's a company called Patriot Mobile, and it believes in the kinds of things that we do. The American causes of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. They're, they're on the same exact same uh, cell towers as Verizon and all the others. So you're not sacrificing any kind of coverage. In fact, they have the uh, largest coverage area out of any of them. And... They also afford affordable, they have affordable plans. So you're saving money. What are we doing? Let, let the big cell phone companies hear your voice. Hey, Verizon, do you hear me now? I don't have to put up with you anymore. I don't have to give you money that you use to fight against the things I believe in anymore. Because I have Patriot Mobile. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Use the promo code Beck uh, and you'll get free activation with the offer code. It's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or 972-PATRIOT. All right. Let's begin our journey today with Jim. Hello, Jim. You're on the Glenn Beck program. Hi, Glenn. Uh, I uh, started out with a uh, pretty crappy childhood. Uh, uh, my parents got divorced when I was nine. I was passed around from different parts of my family. I experienced uh, physical abuse, sexual abuse, uh, managed to survive all of that. Uh, 
graduated high school, joined the Army, uh, was in for three years, ended up with three field grade Article 15s and two bronze stars. Can you imagine? Holy cow. Uh, set po- yeah, set a post record for the PT record at Fort Belvoir. And, um, fast forward to now, uh, I've been married to my, I'm now married to my second wife, uh, uh, close to 15 years. We just started our own business about three weeks ago, training horses, and I am kind of living my dream. And, wow. Uh, where are you, li- where yeah. are you living now? What part of the country? I live in Cataract. Uh, Cataract, Wisconsin. And training horses in Wisconsin. Yes. Uh, You wouldn't believe how many people love to ride horses out here. It's something amazing. (laughs) Well, Teddy Roosevelt was a progressive. He loved horses. He loved horses. He loved horses. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, George Bush was too. Yeah. Ronald Reagan was a big horse. Oh, I know. I know. I know. Um, so thank you so much for, uh, sharing that. Congratulations on making it through. Did, was there any time that you thought I'm never going to amount to anything? Uh, you know what? I lived a life full of people telling me that, and I never, ever believed it. Why? God puts us all here for a reason. And I think that once you, I think that you're always going to live to fulfill that reason. Hmm. Good for you. Thank you very much. I appreciate the phone call. I think we're going to find that that is the key. You know, if you don't have if you don't have faith in God, um, then how do you have faith that you're here for any purpose? How do you have faith that you uh, that 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 you are a unique individual? You're not just one of the masses. See, that, that is the secret of America. It separates everything we're going through right now is we have to do this for the planet. We have to do this for society. We have to do this for the world. No, that's not the way we're built. I mean, in our, in our worst state, we're very tribal. In, when we go into survival, we become tribal. And we just pick sides and then we just fight as tribes. That's the primitive man. The the man that has progressed, the man that is truly um, a man is free as an individual and then chooses to help and to build. But they don't have to. Because we're not in tribes anymore and we know we're individuals and individuals matter. Uh, let me go to, uh, let me go to line five, Brandon. Hello, Brandon. How are you? Good. How are you, man? Good. Yeah, man. So, uh, I had a pretty crappy childhood. Uh, mom was a drunk. Dad was a drunk. Uh, they gave me up. Luckily I was adopted so I could stay inside the family. Um, same way as my little brother, uh, fast forward to now. Um, you know, 18 years old, didn't have nothing. Uh, we were almost homeless. Uh, I left town, took a chance, uh, left town on a Friday and started working as a blue collar worker, uh, on a Monday. Um, been doing that since 2010 now. Uh, I've made a career out of it. Very successful. Um, uh, my wife also, uh, similar, no, no similar story. Um, came from not a whole lot of nothing uh 
and uh, now she works at the hospital. Um, we've got a beautiful daughter, and you know the the biggest thing that holds us back, honestly, is is government overreach. Um, especially right now, um, she's you know on the verge of losing her job because of all the forced uh, vaccina- uh, vaccination. So. If anybody says that they can't make it because they had a crappy childhood or, you know, that they got in trouble. Oh, I got in trouble one time and now I can't get a job. Well, I can call that crap because, you know, I've, I've been to jail. I, I went to prison. I didn't go to prison. I went to jail. I've been arrested. Um, I lost my little brother and, and didn't deal with it well. Um, oh. And I, I paid my dues and, you know, I, I took my lashings for it. Uh, Brandon, uh, and you're happy now. You rate success oh. in in which way? How do you how how have well, you reached success? What does that mean to you? I, we are completely independent of of everybody. Um, we don't rely on anybody else. Um, we've you know bounced uh, around, uh, starting a small business um, between the two of us. Uh, I mean. 200,000 a year, we're comfortable, we don't have any issues, and the only thing that we need to be successful is to be left alone, and that's, <laughs> people People think that it's the exact opposite, they need a hand up or a hand out, and no. I want people, to, I want people, especially in their late 20s, early 30s, to know that you just got to be left alone, and you can find your way out, I promise you guys, that y'all can find your way out of whatever darkness that you're in. Stephen, thank you. I mean, Brandon, thank you. Let me go to Stephen uh, now in California. No, not um, line Tom on line three. Hello, Tom. Hi, Glenn. How are you doing? It's an honor to be speaking with you this morning, sharing my story. Thank you. So what is... Obviously, it, uh, came... Go ahead, Glenn. I'm no, I'm, no, no, no. I just... Where did you start? Started out in Hungary, Budapest. I was born there in 1978. Wow. Uh, when Hungary was still communist. And uh, basically, since we were at the bottom of the totem pole, we weren't allowed to leave Hungary and come to the United States. We had to flee to Austria, and we stayed in Austria for six months uh, while basically a family out of Georgetown, Washington, D.C. sponsored us. Uh, That was when Reagan was president, and he was pushing to help families uh, get a better life, get out of communist countries and so forth. And uh, we came to the United States, started out in New York City, Brooklyn, Queens, Long Island. Uh, It was a rough time. Uh, My stepfather was an alcoholic, and my mother and I moved around a lot. My mother had a lot of emotional problems from, you know, her past and childhood, and then eventually I was put in foster care. Jeez. Um, I went through three foster homes. My third foster home was a success. They were wonderful uh, people from Maryland area. Uh, My foster father had his own business, and... uh, my foster mother was a stay-at-home mom, took us to Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts because they had their own kids, too, and it was a wonderful life. And uh, But it, all that emotional baggage and trauma through the other foster homes and, and trials and tribulations and so forth led to a lot of other things later on in life. Uh, tried to join the military and went in the military, wanted to be career because of the, the Boy Scouts and Junior ROTC. Mm-hmm. And I was in the military, and I was going to do Special Forces, and they told me no because I was still a... Uh, not a U.S. citizen, and also I was born in a communist country, so I couldn't get security clearance to do that. <laughs> so I finished up what I what I did in the military. And I became a U.S. citizen anyway. I didn't care. Still love this country. And I tried to find other ways to serve people. 
tried to join the police department. I did armed security in Baltimore City for oh, a little while. Jeez. Trying to work my way into the police department. And uh, I just found out that really wasn't for me. And I tried other avenues. And uh, I was married uh, before. I was went through divorce. And I'm married now. My wife's a school teacher. And I'm a career truck driver. And I was... Oh. Blessed enough that when I was in school, uh, they started a new program out of Maryland for uh, an apprenticeship program for truck drivers. And I was the first apprentice in that program in the state of Maryland. That's fantastic. Fantastic. It's a success story. It is, especially starting in a communist country, which in some regards, Hungary is now more free than we are. Uh, It is a bizarre turn of uh, events. Thank you so much for your phone call. The number is 888-727-BECK. Um, I, I, I want to know, I want to hear from people who feel that they are successful. And the reason why I say it that way is because we define success as money, and I don't define success as money. Money just makes your problems bigger uh, and more expensive. Uh, it doesn't solve anything. It makes it easier, but it doesn't solve anything. Uh, so I don't. Fame and fortune, I think, are in many ways battery acid to the soul. So you tell me how you define success. But I want to hear American success stories where people started with absolutely nothing and have no reason, had no reason to believe they could make it and have made it to a place to where you're saying, I'm a successful human being. I am pursuing the things I want to pursue. Number is 888-727-BECK. One of the things that gives me great pleasure in life is getting to come here and talk to you about different things that are going on, usually good things. Uh, and those are getting fewer and far between. But may I tell you about Rectech? Rectech is the greatest, I don't know, grill, barbecue, smoker. It does everything. Oven. You can bake in it. You can smoke. You can grill. It does everything absolutely everything and you are not going to find another thing like it on the market uh there is nothing i think in its class i want you to a b compare them do not take my word for this a b compare see the rectech with the other premium grills out there the first thing you're going to find is that because rectech sells direct to consumer they cost less than other grills so you're going to get that cook to perfection experience without breaking the bank in the process. You're also going to find out that it's sturdy, made from fine stainless steel, and it uses smart grill technology to make sure that whatever you put on it is cooked precisely the way you want it. I want you to check out Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. That's R-E-C-T-E-Q.com, Rectech.com. 10 seconds, station ID. I'm going to go to New York where nobody can make it. It is so bad. You just can never make it. Tim knows. Tim, you live in New York. Tim. Can you make it, uh, Tim? Well, you know something? Uh, despite all that, uh, I, I have made it, Glenn. And, uh, you know, good morning to you. And uh, I I was telling your call screener, yeah, I'm the poster child of, of somebody that uh, they grew up with absolutely nothing. I was uh, physically and emotionally abused by my elder siblings by my parents, told I would never amount to anything. Jeez. Matter of fact, even even one of my teachers uh, 
back when I was in a Catholic school. I was sent to Catholic school to, to straighten me out because I don't know. I don't know what I did, but I, I must have been a, <laughs> a bad kid. But uh, so at any rate, uh, one, one of the uh, one of those uh, twisted nuns told told my mother, "Yep, Tim's going to end up in prison." Jeez, uh, oh uh, yeah, just a. Uh, just wow. a little little update on that. I've never been arrested for spitting on a sidewalk. So, mm. yeah, and and even even despite government, as a matter of fact, I can even go one better on that. I'm going to make it quick. I know you've got a lot of uh, callers to get to, but uh, I was actually screwed over by government. I'm a retired federal officer, and uh, I was actually they they wanted me removed from service for uh, for inappropriate conduct and. And of course, that uh, that ended up being false, and they had to pay me a lot of money to uh, to settle that out. But mm. uh, so gov- mm. government is nobody's friend uh, on on any level. But uh, my 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 story is this one: that as far as I, I told you about my upbringing, right now I'm a safety and health consultant for four different companies. Success has uh, has has gotten me gotten me everything I wanted. It's my faith in God, my faith in myself, my determination, my just picking myself up by my bootstraps every day that they got me to where, where I've, I, I've finally gotten to, um, everything has been, been great, but you've got to have that faith in God first and foremost. And I, I know you do. know that. Yeah, I do too. Thank you, Tim. I appreciate it. You know, I, I am, um, really fortunate. Um, you know, my folks got a divorce when I was young, uh, moved with my mom. She was a bad alcoholic addicted to drugs and, uh, um, and then committed suicide. And, uh, oh boy, I have every reason to not believe my father lost his business. Uh, he was a small business owner and just could never make a go of it because the malls came in and people started buying baked goods from supermarkets and everything else. And yet I strangely believe that everyone can make it. Uh, I got my optimism somehow or another from my dad, uh, who, had every reason to bitch and whine himself and he didn't. And it's, uh, I don't know how it happens. I don't know how it happens, but it is, it does come from your thinking. If you really believe that you can't make it, I can guarantee you, you will never make it. If you, if you truly believe that the world is against you, I guarantee you will find the world is against you. But if you, if you change your thinking, your life will change. It is, I was told never to, uh, to whine and, and bitch and moan, but to get it done, find a way to get it done. I certainly did not take the normal path to success. I mean, I, you would never predict this. You could have never predicted my life. Everything that when there's a roadblock, I go around it. And do something that everybody says is insane. But for some reason, I don't think it is. And I try it. Sometimes I lose. Sometimes I win. But I'm happy because no one controls my life. As much as big tech and everybody is coming against us, and I really, truly believe there, there's coming a time where I'm not going to be able to broadcast this way to you. But I guarantee you, we will not lose touch with each other because I'm not going to stop. It's just another roadblock and I'll go around it. We'll find a way. That's the American spirit. The rest of the world 
is told what to do and told to sit down and shut up. And Americans don't take kindly to that. It's one of the reasons why the vaccinations are going so poorly, because people bristle in America at being told, do this or else. We don't respond well to that. And you know what? Congratulations, America. Congratulations. We may disagree on the vaccines and the masks and everything else, but at least you are not just sitting down and taking it and do exactly as you're told. Good for you. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, it was bad enough when they were watering things down in uh, our school's uh, education about, about history. I didn't learn anything in in history in school. You know, first it was uh, the football coach. He's our history teacher. And, you know, maybe he was good. Maybe he was bad. But now woke is the coin of the realm. And our kids and our grandkids are being exposed to it. And it's not even American history. It's anti-American history. This is what makes the Tuttle Twins books uh, so important. They're an exploration for all things that make us freer, a more perfect union. They teach an accurate history of the United States. They explain how things like free markets and limited government work. Believe me, your kids and grandkids of all ages should be reading the Tuttle Twins books. You can find them at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. You're going to get 35% off. They'll even throw in all their activity books for free. Buy them. Get your kids and your grandkids. Read them. Read them to them. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get 35% off today. Check out my show, Pat Gray Unleashed, every weekday, 7 to 9 Eastern, or anytime and anywhere you get your podcast. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, Just a quick political note. Call your senator. The infrastructure bill should not pass. And I think a way to uh, have this click in your mind why we've never understood why it's being called an infrastructure bill, because most of it's not infrastructure, right? No, it is all infrastructure. They're just building a system of oppression. They are building a system to where they have control over you. These are the parts that are needed for the Green New Deal and everything else. It is an infrastructure. They're building infrastructure. It must not pass. Call your senator now. It must not pass. By the way, Utah, you're exempt. You'll never change Mitt Romney's mind, and Mike Lee's already there. Um, all right, let me uh, let me go to uh, David in Missouri. We're talking to people today that had no reason to expect that they are going to they were they were going to be able to make it. We just talked to a guy a minute ago who is. Um, you know, who is told every step of the way you're going to go to prison. You're never going to make it even in my house. I mean, it was it, it, they helped me on my career. My folks would take me to the radio station and everything else, but they didn't really believe. I mean, I was told, you know, you really should have a backup career. And it was a good idea. But mm-hmm. because maybe because I didn't have one, this had to work. 
Uh, but uh, anyway, David is with us now in Missouri. David, why why did you have no expectation of making it in other people's eyes growing up? Well, thank you for having my call, Glenn. It's an sure. honor speaking with you, long-time you. listener, first-time caller. Thank you. Um, you know, I grew up in a single-parent home. My biological father left my mother when she was pregnant. I have no idea who he is or where he is, and, and that chapter is long gone. But, you know, my mom's first husband was former military and a prison guard. He was a very harsh man and Ooh. mentally and physically abused me for years and years and years. And it mm. caused damage that still to this day... I still find traces of in my life that I have to overcome. But along the way, I found alcohol, which consumed my life. Um, I could tell you, you know, six to eight months of time that I don't recall at all of my life because I had so much alcohol consumption. Uh, I ended up getting married. My wife had two kids and I took them as my own and raised them. But it was very difficult because I had obviously the tendencies from my mom's first husband that still left traces of my parenting. So I was a harsh person for a long time, and then you add the fuel of the alcohol to it. It was a hard time. Holy cow, Uh, yeah. Over time, time, my wife and I actually got divorced after we had jointly had our, our child together. And alcohol still considered to, you know, could still consume to me. And I remember there was a day, this was actually August 1st of 2010. I was away from my wife and my family and I had my youngest daughter with me and we were just sitting there together and I was hung over more than I could imagine. And I looked at her and I thought, this is God's gift to me and I'm treating it like this. Mm. And that day I set the bottle down, never touched it again. August mm. 1st this year was actually my 11th year of sobriety. So let's get past the alcohol part. After that, what? I mean, I had nothing. I had no skill. I had no future. I had no hope. And so I just worked dead-end job after dead-end job until finally, you know, I landed in, in a service industry that I was very successful in, and my skills were great. And after working for many people with a lot of prayer uh, and counsel from, from church leaders, I started my own business, and I actually started my own business probably similar to the way that you did a lot of, of, of things in your life, where I didn't have a lot of money or support. It was whatever I had. Mm-hmm. At the time, I think I might have had $1,100 to start a company with. And fast forward five years later, the Lord has blessed me to the point where I know the Bible says, if you bring the tithe to the storehouse of the Lord, he will pour out blessings upon you more than you can ever contain. And sometimes I'm praying, Lord, mm-hmm. I appreciate the blessings, but can I just have just a little bit less right now? Because this is a lot, and and God is just so good, and you know I have more hope and joy than I have ever had in my life. And success to me is not the business. Success to me is not the possessions that I have. The success that I feel in my heart is my relationship with Jesus Christ and my love for people. Oh, just the stories that I can tell so them, great. the testimony that I have. And if you were to even look at the business profile that I have on Google or talk to the customers that I have, they'll t- they tell me day after day, they say, we love doing business with you because you care about me, not the money. You come into my place of business or my home to help me with my service issue. And you genuinely care about me. And, and my customers are my friends. My The people around me are my friends. And I just, have a joy of life that's contagious. And that was never, who would have ever thought that was in the cards of my life? I was a raging alcoholic from an abusive, you know, uh, at the hands of an abusive prison guard. How's your relationship with your, I mean, how's your relationship with your kids? 
So I will tell you that my my two oldest kids, we we have a fantastic relationship, but they're still. Excellent. I mean, I I repent to them. Oh no, I know often, and I and I tell them. <laughs> regularly how sorry i am for the things that i did or said but i will say this i love them more than i ever have in my life they're very successful children actually they're not i say they're they're always going to be my children but they're 18 and 19 now so they're they're older and very successful themselves one of my one of my crowning achievements is that day on august 10th when i when i set the bottle down for the last time my youngest daughter was actually not old enough to ever have recollection of me ever drinking. Still to this day, someone mm. 14 years old, 13 years old, still has no clue that I ever drank alcohol and never will, ever, ever, ever will know that I ever did. Only through stories that I tell her as cautionary tales of things to look out for from the evils of the world and the vices that can grab a hold of you so tightly and easily. Wow. David, I am so glad that you called in. Thank you. Congratulations. I, I'm I'm so happy you for you. Much. So happy for you. Well, thank you. You bet. God thank bless. It's, it's by the grace of God. God bless. Thank you, Glenn. I, I will tell you, you notice the theme here. I think everyone has mentioned God in some way or another. Every single person. I think even the first guy who lives in Wisconsin, which I don't understand. The horse <laughs> racing is fine. Or the horse raising horses is fine. It's just Wisconsin. Really? Wisconsin. There are places that aren't that cold or progressive. I just want to point that out to you. And that's the birthplace of progressivism. Yeah, it is. Um, anyway, but you notice the you notice the mark here. There's no reason for hope. You know, I've I've I I know that God lives. I know that God lives. I know the um, healing power of the atonement because I just like our last caller had lots to atone for and i know it i know those things but let me just say this if i wake up in the dirt you know trapped in a box for all eternity and there's nothing besides endless dirt nap i don't care i mean i'll be disappointed but the secret is i won't wake up from it so i won't know but it's made me better it gives you hope. It, if you really, truly believe, that's the difference. That's why we believed we could do it. That's why, that's why we were founded. Because we didn't need a king. We already had one. And all of our laws are based on biblical truths. And the more we deny the biblical truth, the more we deny our, our own laws. That's why everything is breaking down. Because we, we no longer believe in the law. We're not a nation of laws. We're a nation of men. We were a nation of laws only because we agreed on those laws that they were pretty much eternal. That the things that the things that we had in place in our Constitution and the directives of the Declaration of, Impen of Independence didn't come from man. They, they came from God. And the Constitution was just a way to protect those things. If we lose our faith in God, you lose almost everything. Because nothing no, the center won't hold. You know, people always say atheists find their the find uh, sure find religion in the foxhole. I don't know if that's true. 
But I know that people who are kind of indifferent, when they're in the foxhole, whenever they're in trouble, their kids get sick, they suddenly find God. They do find God. We are in a place right now where the only the the only thing that will heal us is forgiveness. That's it. We are in a place now where we can't forgive one another because we voted differently. Because we think differently. We are in a place now where where we can't forgive members of our own family for things they've said. When you're, when you're in the situation these callers have been in, uh, you have to forgive. Otherwise, it just turns into hate, and it turns into rage, and it turns into vindictiveness. Do you notice that pattern in our everyday life as a nation? It's because we can't forgive each other. We need to forgive each other and forgive ourselves and start fresh. When you pull in your driveway at the end of the long day, you look at uh, your home from the outside. What do you see? You see a place where your family lives, the four walls and a roof that keep them safe from the outside world. Do you see something that you've poured your blood, sweat and tears into over the years? Maybe see improvements that could be made if the right amount of money were available. Maybe see just a mortgage with an interest rate that doesn't reflect the current market. That one would be an important thing to see. Whether you see it, take that moment As you're sitting there looking at your home, give American Financing a call. They can give you a free mortgage review to see what you might be eligible for. You could be saving hundreds of dollars a month, as many as $1,000 a month. And what would that do for your home? What would that do for your family? Probably quite a lot. Take 10 minutes and call American Financing. 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is the Glenn Beck Program, and uh, Linda is in Arkansas. Hello, Linda. Hello, Glenn. How are you? I'm very good. I want to tell you about my husband. He right. won't toot his horn, but I will. He was raised in the Ozark Mountains in Arkansas, went to a very, very small school from a very poor family. No money to go to college, so he scrubbed tables, scrubbed toilets, and waited tables, worked his way up into college, went to college, and the last year he went to college, the Navy approached him, and they would pay for his last year of college if he joined the Navy, so he did. He went into the Nuclear Submarine Division of the Navy, was uh, was interviewed by Admiral Rickover. In fact, Rickover told him to get the heck out of his office two or three times. But anyway, because that was Rickover's Navy. From there, he got his nuclear nuclear training and went into the nuclear uh, field, into a nuclear plant as an engineer, which is the bottom of the line. From there, he had nobody give him anything. Nobody helped him. Nobody did anything. The man worked his way up to plant manager of the nuclear field. The Nuclear Regulatory Commission uh, sent him to the World, uh, World Nuclear Conference in Paris, France, and I went with him. 
spent a day with the uh, uh, the lady from Slovakia, that her husband was the same as my husband he was here, represented that, ended up his career as a consultant for his company in, in uh, some uh, countries overseas, helping them do their nuclear plants. This man had nothing, started from scratch from nothing, and, and he built himself up. So if anybody can make it in the United States of America, God bless us, this man did, and anybody else can, too. And I have to tell you, he's successful for, for another reason. I mean, listen to way, the way his wife speaks about him. Yeah. He is a success in life. Linda, thank you so much. Because uh, we had his wife on the other line, and she was amazing. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right, tomorrow I want to talk to people who are from foreign countries that uh, left because they had no opportunity and came here. Uh, we'll take your phone calls tomorrow on, uh, on that. I mean, Pat started his life as a sharecropper. Yeah, yeah um, right. In Montana. Helena, Montana. Forgotten, forgotten sharecroppers. Y- yeah, yeah. So, uh, I what kind to, of shares did you raise? What kind of shares? Yeah. Mostly Apple. Apple. Some Microsoft. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But we couldn't get to, to New York. And really? So we just sat on the shares. Wow. I never never sold them. We had to burn them for a firewood so that we could keep warm at night. Really? Yeah. Your Apple really, shares? Yeah. Because you couldn't get yeah. to New couldn't York. Couldn't get to New York. If you got and, to New York, uh, you would have taken really those shares in Montana. and I sold them, sold them right at the NASDAQ. sold them at the NASDAQ. Yeah, or but you didn't have that opportunity. Didn't have it. But here you couldn't are today. There. But here I am. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of people so. don't. Uh, a lot of people don't understand. You know, mm-hmm. living out west with like the sharecropper. No, like they you don't. Were. No, uh, they don't. And uh, me growing up, you know, having to chase the varmints. Also in the west. Yeah, right. Chasing the varmints, chasing the. You know, uh, we had this damn roadrunner. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was. Is he the one that dropped the anvil on your head all from the time, time to time? All the time. I was just trying to give him birdseed, and he would, you know, he'd blow me up. Or the worst was, I mean, try to grow up chasing this, and he's, he's really he, fast. He put a, yeah, and he put yeah. a, a black spot on a side of a mountain, and oh, I and thought, you thought it, it was a hole. Yeah, and oh, I boy. would you run it was into a tunnel, it over and smash over again. your face right into. But the hey, rock. I made it. I made it. I mean, I, I've got. I'm. You did. You know, I never caught him, but I still, I still have my career, uh, a long, long contract with Warner Brothers. Okay. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, how many coyotes have that? Not that many. Very not few coyotes that have many. that one. Yeah. You know, not, in fact, none. I'm the only one that has that. So don't tell me. <laughs> I that won't. You I can't won't make tell it. you that. Even though you did. I never caught that damn Roadrunner. No. But I still made it. Well, there's different definitions of success. success. Yes. Thank right? you. Thank you. So, My sharecropper yeah. would know that. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, you have a hard time finding things on TV that you can watch with the family? Uh, yeah. Have a hard time finding things to watch, you know, just even by yourself. That's just not assaulting your senses all I'm the time. always amazed at how many movies come out on Netflix that are R. Almost all of them. Everything is. Yeah. No, none of them have gone sugar sweet. Right. No, nobody's no. done a Michael Landon oh, for no. families. It doesn't happen anymore. Nope. Uh, if you're having a hard time finding things that, you know, your family can watch or things <laughs> that you can watch, may I recommend VidAngel. VidAngel is a um, is a system that allows you it scans for all of the things and you put filters on you do for what you want to see and what you don't want to see. 
And now you can watch, you know, your favorite TV show or your favorite movie. Yeah, or a movie that, you know, happened a long time ago that you always wanted to watch and you just couldn't. Uh, but now you can take out all the F words and whatever sex scenes are in there and, and have the whole family watch. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, try it out for a month. Love it. They're so convinced that you're going to love VidAngel uh, that do it for a month for a dollar because <laughs> they know you're going to sign up because it's great. VidAngelBeck.com. VidAngelBeck.com. Welcome to Tuesday. Last week, there was a story that not a lot of people spent a lot of time on, uh, including me, because I was waiting for the right guy to talk to about it. Apple announced plans to scan our phones and uh, the cloud to make sure that we're not dealing in child uh, abuse or child pornography. And that sounds good, kind of, if you think, oh, well, we're just trying to get, I don't have child you know, pornography on my phone. Uh, so I don't have anything to worry about. Right? Uh, no, not so much. Uh, we'll tell you what this really means in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. So you put your retirement fund together and with what's happening to the U.S. dollar, I mean, we're st- the greatest thing is we're still the pie. The, we're at the very tippy top of the crap heap. Uh, but our our dollar is still on a crap heap. Uh, and so it's th- th- this is not going to last. If you're getting ready to retire, just inflation can cut your retirement down in the next three years, probably by could be 30 percent. Can you imagine that? Losing that kind of buying power. How many years do you cut off if you lose that? Gold or silver. You can retire on this stuff. Now, I don't recommend that you buy more than like 10%, uh, but you have to decide on that. But gold and silver are the, the thing that the world always returns to. Read Rudyard Kipling. Uh, it always returns to gold or silver and universal truths. It will reset itself. It has to. So I want you to at least look into it. Do your own homework. You're smart enough to figure it out. It's right for my family. name may not be right for yours. This week only, Goldline is going to ship you free five uh, one-ounce silver Goldline bars just for completing the application. Uh, there's also bonus medals when you complete the buying process. Make sure you ask them how to get them uh, delivered directly to your own house. This is what you're, you're going to get in the mail. You're going to get these silver bars like this. They'll take your call right now. They're standing by at 888-GOLDLINE. I'm sorry, 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE. This is just for completing the application. Uh, So call them now, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. So last week, the story came out. Apple plans to scan U.S. iPhones for child abuse imagery and... 
on the surface, if you're not paying attention to what's going on in the world, you think, oh, well, that's good. Uh, I got a uh, I got an email from a guy who used to be um, very, very high up at uh, Yahoo about 20 years ago. And he said, we basically set up a direct line with the FBI because we frequently had websites submitted to us to be crawled or indexed that we believed may contain child pornography or other illegal things. At first, we were just emailing links over to the FBI task force. But the process for them to check on it and get back to us was just so uh, arduous that we just eventually set the FBI up with an E3 terminal in their L.A. area offices. Uh, That was basically the same terminal that our editorial team members, those who were the keepers of the Internet at the time, uh, they determined which websites and search results showed up for people and which ones we would block, trying to keep harmful or illegal content out of Yahoo's search results. So by giving the FBI an E3 terminal, anyone from the editorial team or the sales group could submit a website directly to them for review. It would pop up in their queue just like a help desk ticket. And someone at the FBI could review it and let us know if the content was legal. But they could also just flag something to be blocked, and it would be blocked. Generally, no questions asked. And because of what we felt at the time, we felt like we were doing good, taking down child and sex trafficking criminals. We felt great about it. Uh, This is a long-winded way of saying, uh, yeah, I'm sure that Apple is... Uh, and others are getting into a cozy relationship between social search tech giants and the government. We now know that this was a mistake to open up the door in the first place. Ross Anderson is with us. He is a professor of security at Cambridge University and one of the louder voices speaking out and warning us about what Apple is doing. Hi, Ross. Hi, Glenn. Uh, Thank you so much for being on the program uh, with me. I, 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 w- I want to understand uh, why this is so dangerous. Apple says it has all kinds of safety features and they're only scanning faces for those that are, you know, in 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 sex uh, rings or have been sex trafficked uh, and and maybe those children that are missing. Well, um, you can see how this is going to develop. But first of all, Um, Apple will be scanning all the photos in everybody's camera roll everywhere in the USA and later everywhere in the world um, against a database of 200,000 abuse images um, that that have been supplied by the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Now, given the way that their neural network is organized, it looks like it's going to scan for faces, as you say. And so you can imagine the kind of things that will happen. Um, that there'll be some abuse image that's 10 or 20 years old. Uh, and um, so the reviewers at Apple will see a photograph, which isn't of child sex abuse, but of a grown-up with their clothes on. And the um, system will recognize this person. And the person at Apple then has to decide whether this is a, a survivor or a perpetrator and what to do with it. Um, there's a small problem there that U.S. law says that if you do get suspected child abuse material, you should report it at once to NCMEC rather than reporting it to Apple, right? So there's first the illegal problem there. And then secondly, there's the problem of what happens when NCMEC extends that to missing children, right? Because some of the children who are known, you know, who go missing, go missing for perfectly good reasons. For example, they might be getting abused at home. They might get beaten or even sexually abused. 
And so if you uh, recognize runaways, there's all sorts of processes around that you have to think about. Apple doesn't seem to have thought about this. You know, they, 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 they don't seem very keen to provide help desks and helplines and places where people can um, report stuff. And then the next problem is that once you've got a mechanism sitting in your iPhone that can scan your camera roll for um, for faces, it's open to any government in the world to come along with a warrant and say, hey, Mr. Apple, uh, we've got a file of 20,000 faces that we'd like you to scan for in our country. And you can guess what those faces might be. In China, it might be the faces of the Dalai Lama and the Pope. Um, in um, Europe, if there's been um, some rowdy demonstration in Paris, for example, the police might feed in the faces of demonstrators. You know, your guess is as good as mine. But Apple is building a very, very dangerous mechanism into its iPhones, and um, there needs to be proper scrutiny and accountability of this. So this is actually, is it based on, or is it just very similar to something that happened in 2008 in China that kind of opened Pandora's box? Well, yes, and this is a worrying thing, you know, because if our civilization is going to be in Cold War 2.0 with China for the next 20 years or 30 years, um, we should watch what the Chinese do and understand it rather than copying them. And in China, what happened in 2008 is that they mandated everybody in the country to put software called Green Dam on their PCs. And Green Dam was sold to the population um, as being a, a porn filter. And it did that to some extent, but very badly. However, the real purpose of Green Dam was to look for words like Falun Gong and Dalai Lama and so on that were of interest to the Ministry of State Security. Uh, what Green Dam also did wow. is it made your computer vulnerable because the government weren't very good at writing software and the software that they produced uh, meant that everybody who used the Green Dam software was vulnerable to having their PC taken over by websites that they visited. Now, that's been fixed by now, but still it's the case that in China and in Russia, we have this ecosystem of, of government scanning what's on people's PCs. And um, no doubt the Chinese will be seeing to it that they get to scan stuff in people's phones as well. So, you know, it was we were talking about this the other day and uh, I said to my staff, can anybody name anything that, you know, is a bigger threat to your freedom and security than uh, social media and technology? I mean, it's not necessarily the threat today, but we know what it can do. And and yet again, do you know anybody who has given it up and said, I'm just not going to be a part of this? Very, very rarely does that happen. We are just going down the road and they keep passing these red lines of, oh, that's a really bad sign. That's a really bad thing to do. And just hoping that it's not going to be turned against us when we already see social media is doing all of these things. Well, absolutely. You know, I, I used Android for many years and switched to Apple a couple of years ago when I was updating my security engineering book, and I noted how much more secure Apple was. But the problem with Apple iPhones being tamper-resistant is that I can't easily drill into them and find out what they're doing. I can't see the database of hashes of um, abuse in my phone uh, and check that it doesn't contain hashes of dissidents instead. Uh, with a less secure phone like an Android, you could perhaps do that and you could hold uh, people to account. So here is a case where security is being used against us 
to undermine our privacy. And the tamper resistance of the iPhone means that the government can have an iSpy in your iPhone uh, over which you've got no control whatsoever. Ross, how how far away are we from uh, a, a, a an easy police state with the wrong person taking charge? Well, um, that's exactly the problem here. You mustn't give the police too much power. Uh, you may think that it's nice to give the police power when your lot are in charge, but it never works because you end up with the other lot in charge and, you know, then you've had it. So to stay free, uh, we have to see to it that the government can only do so much that it can't undermine our basic freedoms. And you're lucky in the United States having your constitution. <laughs> and here in, in Europe, we have uh, the European Convention on Human Rights. And once you get to those parts of the world where we don't have guarantees for basic freedoms, well, good luck. Well, I don't know if you've been paying attention much to America lately, Ross, but we're not following the Constitution. I mean, we are. Our Constitution says, you know, you you can't uh, you can't quarter soldiers into a house and go through somebody's papers. Well, I think you already have that. If you're if you're if if you're on online and the government wants some information. They're just going to go to one of these tech companies and they'll go through all of your papers. I mean, and they're, they'll watch you or they'll scan your photos and you, there's no such thing as privacy anymore. Well, indeed. And I, I, I'm not an expert on U.S. law, of course, being a Brit, but I hear from American friends that the argument uh, which Apple and the FBI are going to use goes to a case uh, around drug sniffer dogs where somebody's in a traffic stop. Uh, the drug sniffer dog brought around and they found some um, uh, weed in his boot and, um, and he got convicted and he said that was unfair. And the court said that if you've got a search that finds only contraband, that's okay. Now, it depends on what the government defines as contraband. But if you've got a government search engine that can look at all your most intimate stuff, you know, your photos, your emails, your texts, and it can use artificial intelligence to find out something that the government of the day considers to be contraband, um, then that means uh, it make, makes a mockery of the idea that you've got to get warrants. Because suddenly you're turning the universe around so that the government to do surveillance doesn't have to get a warrant against a suspected person, but against a suspected idea or an expect, a, a suspected image or a suspected um, form of speech. Is that's, there, what's, that's what's changing here, and it's really scary. Is there, is there anything the average person can do to secure themselves? Well, um, what's happening at the, uh, well, in, in the long term, this is down to political um, action. This is down to legal action. This is down to, well, you know, my next phone isn't going to be an iPhone. Um, in the meantime, Apple's saying that they will only scan your photos if you back them up in iCloud, well right. then fine, uh, buy yourself a disk drive and uh, attach it to your laptop and back your phone up on your laptop and back the laptop up on a disk drive. Right. I mean, by doing right. that, that only just tells that anybody who does market in child pornography, don't put it on the iCloud. That doesn't make any sense at all. Well, and it's also too much bother for most people. You see, what Apple and the FBI will be relying on here is the fact that Apple nag you really, really hard to get an iCloud account and to put more money in it and to back your phone up to iCloud and your MacBook too, rather than using a disk drive. 
you know, for some years, my wife refused to get an iCloud account. And every time she connected her iPhone to the um, the MacBook, it just complained and said, put in your iCloud password. Mm-hmm. And it's this kind of commercial nagging uh, that is now going to be exploited by law enforcement to drive a coach and horses through security. Mm-hmm. But the, the, there is another thing here, which is that your photos in iCloud aren't properly encrypted when they're backed up anyway. So Apple could, if it wished, um, run um, child porn um, detection software over the photos, just like, for example, Facebook does over photos in Facebook Messenger and Google does over photos in Gmail. And it could then report uh, people who already have um, illegal images in iCloud to um, so- Mac, but it doesn't do that. Um, last year, Facebook reported made over 20 million reports to Mac, and Apple made under 1,000. So, so, wait, so, there's so something really weird going on here. Yeah, why? If Apple really ca- cared about stopping uh, child sex abuse, they could have done a lot of stuff a long time ago. Any thought on why they're now taking this step? Because it's unneeded, apparently? Well, well um, one of the things that's been suggested is that Apple is contemplating encrypting um, iCloud data properly. And the FBI is going to object to that unless there's some means of scanning for um, stuff of interest to them. But, of course, um, child sex abuse material isn't the only thing of interest to the FBI. The Mm -hmm. FBI has got much wider interest than that. Ross, thank you very much. Thank you for everything that uh, you're doing and and speaking the truth and uh, letting people know what is what is possible with technology and what is coming our way. Professor of security at Cambridge University on the uh, Apple plan to now use iPhones to uh, scan for uh, child abuse imagery and possibly much more than that. All right. I want to talk to you about uh, built bar built bar. The, the answer to all of your diet problems. Do you remember, Pat, you and I used to be on Atkins mm-hmm. and we would eat those Atkins bars? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Were they yeah. horrible? Far cry uh, <laughs> from this. Yeah. Far cry. Yeah. And they were the best at the time. Yeah. They yeah. still tasted like cardboard, but it was the best yeah. there was. Okay. So now time. if you're trying to lose weight or you want a protein bar, there are nine amazing flavors, amazing flavor, flavors from Built Bars. Uh, you'll also get the occasional limited time flavor, but you can get a mix box. You can try two of each of the nine flavors, and they are really good. And they're made with 100% real chocolate. They're low-calorie, low-carb, high-protein, high-fiber. I mean, it is re- it's a miracle. It really is. They're a candy bar, mm-hmm. but they're good for you. Built.com is where you find them. Use the promo code BEC15. Get 15% off your next order. It's Built.com. Promo code BEC15. 10 seconds, station ID. Did you see the Biden... Put a lid on his day yesterday at, at noon. Noon. Yeah, I don't know how many times he's done this, but it's a lot. It's it's been many many times. Sometimes as early as eight or nine o'clock in the morning. Yesterday it was noon, and he's home in Delaware again, which he always seems to be. And I think that's to avoid scrutiny uh, from the Washington crowd. Uh, I he 
it to me it's pretty clear that they're shutting him down because he can't he can't function on that day no he's he is not well he's not well at all he's not well uh, did you see the uh, dan bongino was talking about um, yeah. some of his secret service connections yes and they are saying the situation's pretty dire uh he is in bad shape well, and I don't they think... all know it. Of course, of course, his inner circle knows it. They of see it every day. It. Of course, they do. They, we they we knew see it. the best of him. Yeah, and we knew it two years ago. Yeah, yeah. All during the campaign, we kept saying, "Look at him. This guy is degrading. He's disintegrating in yeah. front of our eyes." Yeah, and look at him. Look at him today. Look at a speech he would give today compared to one he gave in January, or God forbid, oh, yeah. last summer. Yeah, he is not the same man. No doubt about it. And when you just look at him. You can. There's a difference that the he's vacant. Yeah. There's a. He's not there. There's a look in his it's eyes. Really sad and scary, and it's despicable of the people around him. His wife, his handlers, all the people that have been pushing him down this road, uh, taking advantage of an elderly man who's not well. He's just not well. And then what do you call it when they put this man in in charge of our nation? Uh, to me, that's treason. To me, it's uh, well, look at all of the meetings that they had where they wanted a psychiatric review of Donald Trump. They wanted a doctor's right where, over and over. Where we are they that. on this today? It's despicable. I mean, they, there's, there's they won't even mention it. Yeah. CNN won't mention his his decline because at all. they know they put him in right as a placeholder because no one wanted the radical. And that's all they had to offer. Yeah. And so they put him in just as a placeholder. They're fine with him gone. Except that now they're the person that I guess they set up, you know, Kamala, she's so disliked that she can't be the next one. Uh, well, did you see the big meeting that happened in Washington, D.C. last week? Yeah. 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 Why are they having a meeting about her, you know, know, with him putting a lid on his day at 11 o'clock in the morning? Right. Hmm. Right. Why are they suddenly concerned about her? This is the Glenn it is. Program. If you haven't joined AMAC yet, there are three reasons why you should head over to amac.us slash back and join right now. First and foremost, AMAC, the advocacy for conservatives, is off the charts. AMAC is the Association of Mature American Citizens, and it has participated in a thousand personal meetings with congressional leaders, ensuring that your voice is heard on issues like freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, religious freedom. AMAC is pushing against the ultra-liberal legislation that the left is trying to ram through Congress right now. And we need to stay together in a group. And the more of these groups we can be in, the better. There's a quarter of a million AMAC members that have directly participated in AMAC's outreach campaigns to Congress. They also have all of the great benefits for the members, exceptional uh, things like insurance products, travel discounts, and so much more. And third, they're a great source of uncensored information that you can trust. News, uh, newsletters, videos, podcasts, fresh website content, uh, a bi-monthly magazine. It's the best choice for you, best choice for America. It's AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash best amac.us slash Beck. Join now. And don't forget to use promo code Glenn to get $10 off your subscription at blazetv.com.
This is the Glenn Beck program. When, whenever I'm pushed into a corner and people are like, okay, Glenn, really? I mean, how's this going to work out? I, I, I mean, I, if you listen to me for a while, you know I don't think it's going to work out well. Um, however, uh, there is a story in the Bible that I have for a long time when pushed into a corner. I say, well, there is one way um, that if, if we are still deserving enough, uh, it may look like a really bad punishment, but it would free us. Um, and that is God would confuse our language like in the Tower of Babel story. And uh, people will look at me and I say, what's our language? English? No, our language is ones and zeros. And what is so frightening about the future are those ones and zeros and what are being done with them. And how it can enslave all of us. Well, Michael Eisenberg, he is uh, an author of a book, The Tree of Life and Prosperity. And uh, I read, it, he, he wrote an um, uh, op-ed for the Washington Examiner. And I read this weekend, Big Tech is a modern tower of Babel that must be scattered. And I thought, huh, I think Michael and I might see eye to eye on this. Michael Eisenberg, welcome to the program. Hi, Glenn. How are you? I'm very Thanks good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. You are the first person that has compared big tech to the Tower of Babel that I know of. Uh, and uh, it's it's a remarkable uh, article. You want to go into it? Sure. So most of us know the story of the Tower of Babel, right? And so Nimrod, who is a man of might, a mighty guy, uh, builds the first cities uh, after the flood, um, and he was really, really successful. Then this group kind of comes from the east, travels west, and thinks that all this kind of messiness that exists in cities and uh, you know, different kinds of people with different kinds of thought uh, was just too messy, and they build this tower. And the tower is a self-aggrandizing uh, um, pursuit which basically says uh, everyone needs to talk a single language, have a single culture, and we can enforce that in this city. And when, when God comes down to see what the people have built there, he says, this is a bad idea. We need to jumble their tongues. We need to jumble their language um, and spread them out into different parts, into different cities and different uh, states and, and islands so that we can actually develop different languages and there's no kind of one central control uh, of it. That's the story of the Tower of Babel. And I think, you know, uh, I'm a big fan of tech. Uh, I spend my day job investing in technology and startups and, and innovation. I think it propels us forward. It does. What I worry about, you know, what I worry about is when you don't put kind of timeless values at the center of this, mm -hmm. at the center of this innovation, it can go awry, which is what happened in the Tower of Babel. Now we have uh, what I would call problems of deplatforming or enforcement of a uh, certain orthodoxy. Uh, of what you can and can't say, and it, it, even more scary right now, candidly, is financial deplatforming, where, where tools of finance, which are very digital, and I'm a big fan of that, um, if, if a single company or a couple of companies can deplatform somebody financially, it, it could be destructive to many of us. Oh, I mean, there's there's no escape from this if it was used, um, you know, with the wrong intent in the wrong in the wrong hands. Technology, we are facing either the greatest time period, and this is saying something because there is no other time. If, it, if people were honest, 
There is no other time in history or or any other place in history that people would want to be born than right now in the United States of America. It is remarkable what technology can bring to us in a very short period of time. But it's breathtaking to think how fast it can become uh, a really bad uh, jailer or slave maker. You know, so I think one of the one of the, somebody said to me this morning, he says, uh, you know, you're, you're a traditional conservative in that you want change, but it needs to kind of happen in phases and not all at once, because we need to we need to work in timeless values uh, into these things. I called my book The Tree of Life and Prosperity because I believe that capitalism and innovation drives tremendous prosperity, but that mm-hmm. prosperity can turn uh, problematic if you don't have the tree of life, which is kind of our timeless wisdom and principles uh, that I think have, you know, are time-tested over thousands of years. I, I'll tell you something else. There's, um, we've gotten to kind of a relativist values era, let's just call it right now, where kind of new bontons come and go. Um, and we have this notion that everything we've built today is, is kind of bigger and better than it was in the past. Well, the Bible, at least in my view, has had the largest number of daily active users since time immemorial. That probably tells us something about its staying power and the values that, that, right. that it drives home. And, and I think that needs to inform our innovation. That needs to inform our economy uh, going forward. And that's kind of the, the edifice I'm trying to erect in the book um, around this. And by the way, this touches other topics. I have a piece that was published today. Uh, on town hall about universal basic income. Um, I'm sure that's a hot topic of yours as well. Oh, yeah. And it, it doesn't work. Explain uh, through the tree of life. Exp- explain why. So, you know, again, like timeless stories in the Bible, we have one called the Garden of Eden. And the Garden of Eden is an interesting story because it can be interpreted in so many different ways. But one of the, the super interesting things about the Garden of Eden is that uh, man's uh, needs, basic needs were absolutely provided for in, in the garden, right? And he doesn't work and he's bored. And they're so bored that Eve doesn't talk to him. She talks to the serpent and there's no kind of joint activity, joint life pursuit. And uh, until man is expelled from the garden of Eden, and the Bible does not say it's a curse, just says he's expelled. He actually doesn't have children. So until he encounters hard work, thorns and thistles outside the garden, there's no children and there's no work that's productive. And UBI has said, the only purpose of work is that you get a, an income, but that's not accurate. Work is productivity. Mm-hmm. Work is what gets people out in the morning. Work is what, you know, a solid part of family life. And, and I think we got, we need to kind of return to those roots because it's not just about, you know, your basics. It's about your hard work and your productivity in society. And by the way, if we need a reminder, COVID is it. People are not going to work after COVID because there was too much money just handed out in a basic way. And we do need to take care of people in society. I think that's a very important principle that's thousands of years old who who are on hard times. And that is society's and citizens' responsibility. But if we provide their income, they're not going back to work. We've literally just proven that living lab gold COVID. So how do you you make this case to uh, a country that doesn't understand what it really has, um, is is turning its back on really scientifically proven uh, uh, knowns, uh, turning its back on you know all of the scientific theory, uh, it, it rejecting all time tested principles. Well, we're just printing. We're not printing money. We're digitizing money, so there won't be inflation. I mean, come on. Uh, we're turning our back on all of these things. 
how do you how do you suggest we get we sell this to people? So I think there's there's a couple of parts of this. One is we actually need to embrace technology and innovation and 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 even things like uh, cryptocurrencies, which are uh, helping people you know maintain freedom. However, um, we need to start a conversation around what are the core principles. You know, many of these are enshrined in the Constitution. Many of them are enshrined in the Declaration of Independence. And America is kind of at its core got this right. Um, but we, we've got a bunch of topics that have become taboo. Like, we can ask people to go to work. And by the way, we should ask people not just what their rights are, but what their responsibilities are. I think one of the things that the, the Bible teaches us is uh, you actually have very few rights. You have mostly responsibilities to your fellow. And, um, and we need to ask people to take responsibility both for themselves and, and for other people. They should do it out of a sense of duty. And I think that's one of the great things about America. People had a sense of duty and not a sense of entitlement. And um, well, can that the, be can that really rifle. can that really be had without a an honest search by the individual for a higher power? I mean, the, otherwise, it's just imposing duties on people. Look, one of the things I've, I've kind of discovered is that when we talk to people who kind of eye to eye and level with them, um, irrespective of their religious persuasion uh, or belief in God, people want to be a part of something greater than themselves. Um, they want to be a part of something that's successful. They want to be a part of something that is caring. Um, for me, by the way, it's my belief in God, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And I think for many of your listeners, the same is true. But I don't think that excludes other people. And I think we can we can reach out. And I just reach out. I think we can have a you know level set conversation. I, I was inspired by my grandfather uh, a lot, who was a, a naval officer in World War II and had um, you know deep friends of, of different persuasions. And, uh, you know, they, they had a sense of duty and, you know, they supported each other in that sense of duty. And I think that's that's super important here. And, and we got to get away from senses of entitlement. And uh, I think the biblical stories around that, you know, support that. And I think, you know, the other thing is, you know, this, this t- going back to the Tower of Babel for a second, we have to watch out for how how enforcing powerful entities are. Freedom is critically important. In, in the second volume of the book, which has actually come out in Hebrew, but not yet in English, um, one of the foundations of, of, like, of the Exodus is you need freedom in order to have private property. So freedom of thought, freedom to be different, mm-hmm. freedom to be um, freedom to speak your mind is fundamental to capitalism and private property. And, you know, we need to insist on that. Very good. Um, thank you so much. I, I appreciate uh, your work. Uh, and the uh, book is The Tree of Life and Prosperity, Michael Eisenberg. Best of luck to you, Michael. Thank you. Thank you, Glenn. I really appreciate it. Have you, a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Julia lives in Texas. She suffered from years from intense pain in her hands. It was difficult for her to do her job. Even kept her from doing things she wanted to do around the house. I know exactly how Julia was feeling. So what did she do? Well, she heard me talking about Relief Factor on the program, and she decided she would give it a try. Guess what? Julie got her life back just like I did. Her hands are fine now. Relief Factor is really, truly amazing. It just, it's not a drug, but it was developed by doctors, and it's a combination of things that just 
work on reducing inflammation. And that's where most of our pain, most of our problems come from in our body is inflammation. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. And you're going to, you're going to, I'll tell you straight up, if it's not working you for you in the trial period of three weeks, don't order anymore because it won't work about 30%. I don't think it works. 70% go on and order more month after month. Relief Factor, 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. It's relieffactor.com. Tomorrow night on Glenn TV. There's a movement for freedom underway in Cuba, a demand to end the dictatorship. But the American left says the Cuban suffering is our fault. Glenn debunks the lies and asks Big Tech, where's your love of democracy now? What can Americans do to help? Watch Cuban Spring, debunking the left's lies about hashtag SOS Cuba. Tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. The Glenn Beck Program. Unbelievable. Uh, looks like the, uh, the infrastructure bill has passed. Uh, yay, 69. Nay, 30. 30. What? is wrong with our republicans what is wrong with them uh all right mm. let's uh, uh let you know let me give mm. you something happy let me let me play this is from uh, uh, facebook <laughs> and zachariah washington listen to this i want to ask y'all where is our faith right now where is our faith because right now we got a lot of people out here that are losing their faith we got a lot of people out here that don't know what to do we got a lot of people out here that just they just losing it for and 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 in my perspective you losing your mind for no reason ain't nothing that happened in this world but one thing and that one thing is the bible is fulfilling itself everything that the bible said was going to happen is happening so why be surprised if we read in our if we read our Bible, we would know even at my age. I'm not even I'm not even afraid or scared about nothing that's going on in this earth today, such as coronavirus, such as this uh, new virus they got out, which is death virus. I ain't scared of none of that. And you want to know why? Because I trust in God. And that's why all of our, all of our faith, all of our trust, all of our hope. All, a lot of us on this life, half of us, we done lost it all. Why? Because we don't know because we listening to man. We listening to the news we listening to the ccd we listening to the president instead of trusting in god how old do you think he is 10 yeah 10 12 10 12 somewhere in there uh amazing kid Mm -hmm. amazing kid uh we're waiting for uh senator cuomo to speak uh he was supposed to speak about 10 minutes ago um they are calling on him to uh resign uh, hmm. And he's. He, it looks like he's starting to speak. Uh, okay, here we go. Let's. Yeah. Uh, can we take that? Do we have it? We don't have it. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. It. Uh, let's just see if we can get anything from it. Um. I looks, mean, nobody expects that he's going to actually resign, do they? No, I. I don't know. Uh, he's uh, been pretty adamant that he's not going to. And I think they're going to have to get him out with the jaws of yeah, life. Here it is. He just said um, uh, my, the people's reaction was outraged to this. And it should have been. My lawyers have reviewed the mm-hmm. report over the past several days and have already raised serious issues and flaws that should concern all New Yorkers. 
Uh, because when there's a bias or a lack of fairness in the jo- I can't believe this. I can't mm. believe this. He is just going to stand and fight it. Well, I mean, yeah, they learned from Bill Clinton. They all learned from right. Bill Clinton. Just stretch it out as stretch long as you out. can until people get sick of it. They don't want to hear about it anymore. Yeah. And then they'll just forget about it. Right. And just move on. Yeah. And then it just becomes more politics. And they're only saying yep. this because of politics. Right. It's like it's like Joe Biden said uh, the other day about his son. Uh, or was it uh, uh, the spokesperson for Biden said something like that's that's already been that's already been litigated. Yeah. No, no, it, no, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. But people feel like it has because mm-hmm. it's just all about politics. All right. We'll see you on tomorrow's broadcast. And don't forget tomorrow night on Blaze TV, Cuba. What's really happening? And why are the tech giants not doing anything about it?